Welcome in one. Welcome in all. We are glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show on the air. Good stuff today. A lot of good stuff today. Excited. Well, uh, the snowmageddon is over and uh, the sun is now out. So we're all good with that. And uh, the minions have come out this morning, which I find rather interesting and funny. Uh, we got Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press Gazette, going to be joining us today. Ian Rappaport talking about Aaron Rodgers. You got a weekend of NASCAR upcoming as the uh, the actual Super Bowl, if you will, for those that turn left, is about ready to get underway. So that's going on. NBA All Star Weekend. Uh, we got more Brewers uh, chatter from yesterday. So all that kind of good stuff. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the program, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670 if you want to give us a shout you can hit us up on twitter at bill underscore michaels at bill underscore michaels uh if you want to give us a shout there at ben z kenny at ben z kenny over on twitter as well producing the program uh the bill michaels show over on facebook and also on instagram you can follow us there and uh, find us on youtube under bill michaels show same thing on twitch tv email the program the bill michaels at gmail.com. You can just simply go to Bill Mike, the as well and follow us on the website. Podcasts are on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts. You can find us even over on um, Spotify if you choose to go there. Uh, if you listen to us in the Milwaukee area on the Big 920, you can find us on iHeartRadio. You can find us on TuneIn. You can find us anywhere. I mean, we're, we're all over the joint. Ben, how you doing today? Good, I guess. You guess? Yeah, I don't know. It's Friday. Tigers had two birdie putts within five feet today. He's missed both of them. So I'm doing okay. He was. He started out five shots off the lead, though. That's not bad for Tigers first round, right? No, he had a good day yesterday. It was yeah. It was honestly awesome to see him come in and birdie a bunch of holes. But we'll see. The day could improve. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's not a bad. I mean, for Tigers first round back after a while. I mean. You take it, uh, you know, kudos to Tiger for just even being there, so to speak. But, uh, you know, to, to see him uh, tee off today with Rory and company, not a bad way to go. At the Genesis Invitational, they got round two coverage today, and then obviously it's going to be uh, over the uh, over the weekend as well. But a, a good sports week. You got a potpourri of sports this weekend, I guess is the best way to put it. And uh, when you... When you look at everything going on, you've got uh, the Genesis Invitational. You've got all the NASCAR stuff. You've got college basketball uh, getting underway. I was watching a lot of the coverage of the MLB Network as they go around all the different training camp sites, uh, spring training sites. So it's, you know, there's enough there to keep you busy uh, until we maybe get into Combine or something else for that matter or the the boys of summer actually get here at the end of March, beginning of April. So there's a lot of good stuff going on. I'm I'm excited about stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about it all. And, Bill, I will um, say yeah. I, I woke up quite thrilled because the most important Aaron is coming back to the Packers. Aaron Jones signs a deal. So that was nice to see. I was enjoying that as well. I agree with you. Um, the uh, the Aaron Jones stuff, it's interesting. I was uh, I was kind of perusing, and you sent it to me too um, uh, today when Ken Ingles put it up there on the uh, the Packers cap stuff. After getting the $5 million pay cut in the contract restructure, Aaron Jones' new salary cap number should come in at just under $8.2 million. And if they choose to add another void year, it's a potential uh, $11.8 million in cap savings for this upcoming year. So they were sitting at about $17.5 million over 
And in one fell swoop, they took care of a good chunk of that. So it's um, now it was, was good, good news. And the fact that he's staying, you know, because there was some thought that maybe they just cut him loose and just save the money. But the fact that they look, which I thought was ridiculous, because you have to look at Aaron Jones and you have to say, OK, who are the best weapons on the Packers offense? Well, Christian Watson started to emerge, but there's still no consistency there, right? So you have to say, you'd have to say that it's Aaron Jones still. Then maybe Christian Watson, or maybe, you know, if you can get Tanyan back and healthy, but but you, you haven't had that consistency. Remember at the end of the season, and I talked about not having a, a legit downfield threat and, and the beating I took on Twitter because I said that? I do you remember do. that, Ben? Yes. Uh, which, again, it's funny because I was watching the uh, the NFL Network yesterday and they said the exact same thing, that Packers still don't have an established downfield threat. They said, yes, Christian Watson is fast. Yes, he, he can get downfield. But the word threat has to be in there. He wasn't a consistent pass catcher downfield. It was hit or miss. And when they started putting up the percentages of Aaron Rodgers' throws to him, and, I mean, it was under 30%. So that's not a consistent threat. That's not a consistent downfield threat. I think he's going to emerge into one if he takes that leap this year. But last year, it wasn't the only legitimate threat they had that was as far as busting open big plays on a big play basis was Aaron Jones. And they were showing all those numbers today after Aaron Jones, you know, the contract comes down. And I just, I I thought it was rather interesting. When you look at Aaron Jones and the amount of explosive plays that he had, uh, he had a pretty solid season and has earned. I mean, he's he's your threat. He's your he's your guy that can break a play. So uh, that's why I was kind of like, I don't think they're going to get rid of Aaron Jones. I just don't think that's going to happen. And he has dedicated himself to really. Uh, I, I tell you what, after his first, after his rookie year, and even his second year for that matter, he went away in an off season and really worked on on his body, on building up his core strength and being able to sustain and take hits for his size. And uh, he's done a fantastic job at that. You know, just in talking to him and, and being able to uh, um, being able to talk uh, to him about, you know, what he did to go away and, and work his body into shape, you give him a lot of credit for being the stature that he is and that still being able to take hits. So good for him. Uh, so if you didn't know, uh, Aaron Jones and the Packers reached an agreement to pay him $11 million for 2023, including an $8.25 million signing bonus, according to uh, Drew Rosenhaus, which is his agent. Uh, that is less than the $16 million he was slated to earn, which would have been the highest uh, salary cap of any running back in 2023 by far. And the new agreement, he's going to have two years remaining on his contract. And even with the pay cut uh, by next year, Jones will have made $31 million since 2021. And that's the second highest pay among running backs in that time behind only San Francisco's Christian McCaffrey. And McCaffrey, remember, was injured for a good period of time. And uh, go back to last year, Jones had a career-high 1,121 yards, a couple of rushing touchdowns, five receiving touchdowns, and last season marked his third season with 1,000 yards rushing for his career. And he was splitting a lot of time with A.J. Dillon as well. So he's got 5,284 yards rushing and 43 touchdowns on the ground. He also has 395 receiving yards with 17 touchdowns through the air. That's a whopping 60 touchdowns. So he's he is your threat. He is your threat, without a doubt. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670 if you want to hit us up. 
uh, go ahead and do it. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, the, uh, this, is, uh, this is from Packer Dave, who says, uh, I think Aaron Jones signing is fantastic. Uh, this guy has been one of the better running backs in the league and doesn't get nearly enough credit, uh, which I completely agree. Uh, he also says that uh, I don't know why they force A.J. Dillon in so much. Dillon didn't seem to have the same burst last year, which is true. He didn't. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I, he, he didn't. I, I, don't, I don't think he did. I don't think he did, but uh, maybe the numbers will prove differently. But he just didn't look to have – now, there were times where A.J. Dillon had – the power. I mean, he he looked churning out good. I mean, there were times, but it was. I think it was hit or miss. Like two years ago, he was just a, a very downhill dominant runner, so to speak. Um, so I, I I just think last year was different than what it is this year. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um, this one is from uh, Sahib who says, I love the signing. Now they just need to work on the quarterback situation. When do you think Rodgers makes his decision? We talked about that all week. I, I've said from the very beginning, circle the 28th. Circle the 28th. We're going to find out probably next Tuesday. Actually, you know, and, and it, yesterday apparently was the day, uh, or at least this weekend is the weekend. Right, Ben? Did we, have, did we find out exactly what day Rodgers is going into the, the darkness, so to speak? I don't think so. I think we heard sometime later this week slash this weekend. So to not anger him, we will not speculate on a specific right. day okay. or else he will come back and say, we don't know blank. I, yeah, I, I thought somebody said Thursday, meaning yesterday he would have went into this because it kind of figured out to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the emergence. And then what, what I kind of looked at was, he would come out on Sunday, there'd be some kind of a phone call or a decision or something being made, uh, either to the Packers Sunday night or on Monday, and then his next appearance on Pat McAfee is when he would discuss it. So, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I could have swore that there was something in that, um, that there was something there. I, I don't know. But uh, maybe I misheard it. But I, I still think by next Tuesday we're going to know. Uh, Pack fan says he actually goes in tomorrow. Um, okay, he said on Pat's show, I guess he said it wasn't Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. You know what's funny is, why not just say what damn going in? You know, I, I just don't get it. But okay, whatever. We went through this already. It's not Friday, but it could be Monday. But it probably could won't be. be Monday because he won't be on the show. But if you assume it's Sunday, then you're wrong because he never said it was Sunday. Right. And then here we are again. Right. Yeah. Know, this we're right back right back where we started. Yeah. I get it. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, do it. Uh also Ian Rappaport uh went on to say uh that Aaron Rodgers has to react to everything the media says. Do we have sound of this or is this just a, a quote coming out of the no, they just wrote okay. an article on his appearance. So uh, at some point in his career, probably two or three years ago, but real, real late in his career, he went from being like, yeah, I don't care what the media says 
to I'm going to respond to everything. Uh, he didn't respond or he didn't hold back earlier this week, uh, you know, kind of refuting the reporting by insiders and such. And uh, Rappaport appeared on the Tiki and Tierney on, on the fan yesterday, stood behind what he reported about Rogers and his darkness retreat. He said, uh, I would say one of the things with doing with what I do, and it's the same thing for everyone that is pretty public, is you report information and you do the best you can with making sure that it is accurate, timely, you want it to be right, and you want it to be first to all of that other stuff. Rappaport said, and whatever happens with the information, I sort of never mind. And I've never minded kind of being in the crosshairs of anybody, especially it's just because I'm doing my job. I put the the info out there. Rogers can react however he wants to react. I don't take offense to it, Rappaport said. If I see him, I would not be angry. Like to me, it's all a part of it. Uh, He's very attentive and very interested in what the media says about him. And at some point in his career, probably two or three years ago, uh, really in his career, he went from being like, yeah, I don't care what the media says to I'm going to respond. And once he decided to respond, he responds to everything. Once you start going at the media or basically counterpointing them, you really can't stop yourself. So if you're going to do it uh, on one thing, you've got to do it on everything. And that's where he finds himself is sort of like one of the athlete world foremost media critics now, whether it's sports or certainly politics or health related, vaccination related. I don't know that he can handle all of that, but I do know he reacts to everything. And that is the way he is now chosen to be. That is Ian Rappaport on the Tiki and Tierney show talking about Aaron Rodgers. And remember when uh, a while ago, and he's right. Remember when Aaron Rodgers said that everything outside of the walls of 1265 was white noise. He called it white noise. He said, you're nothing but white noise. And now he goes after everything. He critiques everything. So, and it's, it, so when people say, oh, my God, you're ripping them, it's like, no, we're not ripping them. You know, he, he's going after everybody. I try to pay attention to what he does on the field, what affects the team, how it affects the team. That stuff, some of the stuff that he kind of interweaves with team decisions and his decision and career decisions and things on the field. Look, if he wants to go date somebody, go date somebody. I don't care. You know, we've talked about that before, but it's like I the personal life doesn't really affect it until it affects it on the field. And the the going into the darkness and all the other things, the ayahuasca and the training and all that stuff that affects stuff on the field, which is the reason it's it's kind of there to talk about. Uh, but I agree. I mean, most people, and I've said it before, go ahead and do what you got to do. Absolutely. Whatever it takes to get yourself right, get yourself right. But once you're right, then you got to come back and have it have it ready to go. You know, you got to you got to be all over it. Um, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, go ahead and do it. Uh, let's do this. I know uh, we got off to a, a fast start today. There's a lot of stuff to get into. Uh, ben, I would assume you got the Golf Channel on in the uh, studio. It's on in the background. Okay. Yes. Just checking. Just checking. Okay. I'm just. They're still playing the replay of the first round, though. I, I was going to say. I... Coverage until 3 o'clock, which is a joke. Which, which Tiger teed off at what, like uh, 10 this morning, our 930. time? 9.30. Yep. 9.30 this morning, our yeah, time? Yeah, it's on ESPN Plus. Okay. Which I do happen and to own. You do have. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
have you. Hey, our friends at Quick Trip uh, right now, they've got bacon on special, and they're limiting too. So you know when they say, hey, it's a limit, you know it's a great price. It's obviously a great product. Everybody loves bacon. So what are you, whatever you're going to do this weekend, whether you're going to hunker down and watch watch Tiger play in the, uh, the Genesis Invitational, or you're going to watch NASCAR, you're going to watch college hoops, whatever it is you're going to do, Make it a day with bacon. And our friends at Quick Trip have that going on right now. They have delicious fried chicken, take-home meals, the pothole pizzas, the beer caves, just everything you could possibly get or need right there uh, at your fingertips. Stop in, use your Quick Rewards card, and uh, see our friends from Quick Trip. I love Quick Trip. I was there this morning, had to fill up, as a matter of fact. Stopped in, got a, a couple of Red Bulls. I uh, grabbed myself a, uh, uh, we had needed some uh, onions, so they had onions there, too. Uh, Grant needed some onions for chili, and I stopped in a Quick Trip and got it done. Good stuff from our friends at Quick Trip. Love them. Love them to death. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. 877-867-1670. This one's from Jesse. Jesse says, uh, hey, guys, uh, the one question nobody is asking, who will not be left standing as a Green Bay Packer at the end of the offseason because of the contracts that they currently have? That's a great question. Uh, now, I don't know when you talk about current contracts. I, don't, I mean, you look at guys like Randall Cobb, um, Mercedes Lewis, some of those guys that they, you know, they would have to come back and resign. They don't currently have good. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Mercedes Lewis is his contract is up now, right? He signed a one year deal. So if they want him back, they'd have to resign him again. Right, Ben? I know Randall Cobb's is up. I believe so. But, but I believe that I'll Mercedes Lewis is up. So those are some of the guys that you could take a look at if that's what you're talking about. Now, as far as everybody else goes, now we talked about David Bakhtiari because you would gain basically almost almost $6 million if you cut him loose, but they've already alluded to the fact that they really don't want to do that. Uh, um, Adrian Amos could be a guy that, you know, should all this matriculate down and suddenly you don't – you know, you don't have that ability to to re-sign him because remember, he could be a a seven eight million dollar cap hit if they decided to kind of you know bring it all back for him. Um, trying to think who else might be out there that if you you cut him loose, um, you know, Rasul Douglas, his cap hit um, is I think seven million, but if he if they cut him loose, they'd save four. Four and a half, if I'm not mistaken. But beyond that, I, you know, I, I couldn't tell you who else. You know, Dean Lowry, good point. Rick says Dean Lowry. Don't forget about Dean Lowry. Uh, Dean Lowry is a $3 million cap hit that if they brought him back, if they wanted to, they could. But those numbers would change. So Dean Lowry's out there. Um, Jerron Reed. But Jerron, Jerron Reed was only a million and a half, I think, as, as far as his salary goes. Um, so yeah, I don't, uh, uh, Mercedes Lewis, the dead cap number would be about a million bucks. Um, so Mason Crosby is another one. You're right. Mason Crosby is another one. So yeah, there's going to be some guys that may not be with this team and may not be coming back because, uh, of some, just where some of the numbers are. So when you ask, what are the casualties of all of this? That's, that that's a that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, Mike just says, uh, 
I, I don't want to go through the whole Aaron Rodgers thing again, to be honest with you. Um, it's it's everywhere. Just, you know, when he says something, he says something. I expect something next week. That's the easiest way to put it. Uh, Daniel says, I see correlations right now between a declining Packers team and a declining Brewers team. Where are we, where are we as Wisconsin sports fans right now? Well, I mean, you've got to think about the good, though. You think about what's going on with the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, with uh, picking up Crowder as soon as they get him on the floor and then obviously getting Bobby Portis back and healthy. Hopefully Chris Middleton continues to play himself into better and better health, you know, throughout the remainder of the season and doesn't get banged up again. You get that team back to full strength, I think they're toe-to-toe with anybody. I mean, just having Giannis on the floor, you're toe-to-toe with anybody. Now, whether or not you're able to overcome consistently, because I do think that uh, the, the Boston Celtics are a hell of a team when they're at full strength. And the fact that they're able to shoot the lights out consistently from beyond the arc and the and the Bucks just don't defend very well. The Bucks have, uh, I don't know how many games that they have had 20 to 25 point leads that they have lost those leads. Uh, and it's come down to a bucket or two in the fourth quarter. I was I just saw a statistic the other day on NBA TV that the Bucks are one of the teams that uh, have lost a good portion of large leads this season. Uh, now, there were other teams that were worse off than the Bucks. I'm not to say the Bucks are the worst, but the Bucks have given up some big leads this season. Some big leads. But the Bucks are solid. Uh, I think the Packers can still come back and be, at the very least, I think the Packers come back and will be considered for the top spot in the North in the preseason. I think, um, boy, I, it's almost a, a three-headed coin flip between Minnesota, depending on what they do this offseason, the Packers, and then Detroit. I don't think you can count that Detroit's on the come, man. And also, there's a lot of speculation that Justin Fields could be traded uh, as you get to the draft. They could trade away Justin Fields and pick themselves up another quarterback. And Bryce Young appears to be a guy that a lot of people are getting interested in uh, because if the, if the Bears decided to trade Justin Fields, they would then have a quarterback in Bryce Young who many seem to think is a better quarterback, a better pocket quarterback, uh, a better throwing quarterback. And they would then have him on a rookie deal for a longer period of time. They would pick up additional draft choices. I think they have seven draft choices in the first four rounds or something like that. But if they traded away that first-round draft choice or traded away Justin Fields to get more draft choices, they would they could pick up Bryce Young. They could still keep uh, maybe a first-round draft choice again for Justin Fields and or two, who knows, uh, and then continue to restock that team. Plus, they've got a bunch of money via salary cap to fortify that team. So you talk about a team that could be on the come in a hurry. Uh, most people are circling 2024 saying, look, <laughs> this is uh, this is going to be a hell of a team in two years. Watch out for the Chicago Bears. I just don't think it's going to be this year. They are going to be good, but I don't think they'll be great. Uh, but you can't ignore Detroit anymore. You can't ignore what they did over there in Minnesota, and you got to figure they're only try to pick up a couple of veterans or fortify that defense a little bit more. Um, but it, it's it's um, I, I don't. It's not just easy to say anymore. Just say, well, Aaron Rodgers is there, so you got to give the NFC North to Rodgers. I, I don't think you can do that anymore. I don't think you can. Uh, 877-867-1670. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. Am I, does it sound about right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, now they haven't said what they're going to do in, in Minnesota yet when it comes to, because it, correct me if I'm wrong in Minnesota, you've got Kirk Cousins at the end of his deal, right? 
I don't know if he's at the end. I think he's definitely back. I don't know. Okay. When it comes to the Bears. No, no, no. I take that back. He's got another year, and it's a 30, $36.2 million cap hit. Yeah, I have not Cousins heard has. anything with them moving on. The The Bears thing. I And this I, is his last year. Yeah. If I were them, I would trade down. Because you get crazy amount of picks. I, I think Fields is the guy. He He wasn't surrounded by anybody, you know? Like, we've seen what Jalen Hurts has been between having not talent around him and having great talent around him. It's night and day. And he has a lot of room to improve. But I would think it would be Stroud anyway at one. And maybe it's just me, but I think he's much better than than Bryce Young. I I do too. I, I don't know what the fascination is with Bryce Young other than the fact that it's just Nick Saban says he's great. All I, I know I, what the I, fascination I is, is he, he's incredible. He's like a... He's a modern age Russell Wilson in that he he doesn't run a lot, but the way that he extends plays and the way that he just finds a way to make plays is awesome. And he's great from the pocket. I just like Stroud more. He just feels like yeah. more of a bona fide NFL guy. Pac fan says you knocked the hell out of Stroud. Yeah, and you obviously don't pay attention because I've also given him credit since then. Pac fan. So don't be a dumbass over on the Bud Light live stream. Uh, and he says, with all that being said, why would you then want to run it back with Rodgers? Because without Rodgers, you're not going to come close to winning the division. And so what? I mean, if you're going you're gonna to have tough competition in the division regardless. You don't cower away from it. You try to get stronger and better. I still think with Rodgers, a couple of pieces, this team, I, I you know, it, there was a lot that went into last season, and I hate to recap it all the time, but you had shifting on the offensive line. You had your rookie wide receivers that were banged up, injured, never got on track until two-thirds of the season was pretty much done. Your defense, you lost Rashawn Gary. You had Devondre Campbell go down for a, a lengthy period of time. Uh, you were asking Preston Smith not to be so much of an outcoming pass rusher, but more so of an edge setter. You didn't have enough depth on the defensive front until after Dean Lowry went down. Then Devontae Wyatt started to show up and really started to play. Everything seemed to get better. It was at the end of the season they faltered in the game against Detroit, period. That was it. The, the, you know, there, there's nothing more than that. The team was dysfunctional, never really got an identity going. Never really got an identity going offensively throughout the entire season. And I, and I think the play calling wasn't good. So you could talk about the offensive line. You can talk about the busted thumb of the quarterback. You can talk about the, the, the wide receivers that never really got on the page until two-thirds of the season was gone. Christian Watson didn't participate in training camp. Then he went down with an injury, then a concussion. Then he finally came back. That's when Romeo Dobbs went down. You had Randall Cobb down for four games again this year. You know, you, you had so much that was in and out and in and out. You Remember, you had to play uh, David Bakhtiari in a pitch count. Elton Jenkins was coming back from the ACL, did not look quick, and did not, did not look, like, look like himself until maybe game 10 or 11. You know, I, it, it just it never got going. Uh, and I, I also think that there was so much coddling of the, the quarterback that it you, they lost sight of what it is they were there for. That's why I've said from the very beginning, I run it back with Rodgers if Rodgers is all in, if he's not all in, I don't. It's time to start over. But all of that is on Rodgers, period. 
877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Good to have them on board and uh, kind of missed not doing the uh, the huddle on Wednesday night. But we got plenty of things on the docket coming up for 2023. That's for sure. As a matter of fact, I just got hit up for cigar dinners with our friends from Quick Trip and Tobacco Outlet Plus. And uh, we're going to do some Bud Light stuff uh, out and about. Uh, they're going to take us out at some of the uh, some of the different venues as well. We got the post game shows coming back again this year uh, for the Green and Gold. We've got uh, different things we're going to do uh, for opening day for the Milwaukee Brewers. So I'm excited for all of that stuff. Thanks to our friends at Bud Light for being a part of the program. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yard called Tyndell, V-I-N-D-E-L.com, a quality manufacturing and machining company, and they're looking for some good people. If you are looking for a career and maybe in that industry, uh, whether it's learning robotics or going back to the old spindles sort of way, uh, they, they got it both. They, they do it both, and they're growing, too. They've done extremely well over the last couple of years. Uh, and throughout the pandemic specifically, uh, when uh, manufacturing was shutting down, they were getting stronger. So they're a company that needs people. If you're looking for a good company that pays well, good benefits, and uh, wants you to, uh, you know, excel, that's Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com, P-I-N-D-E-L.com. And if you're a machining company right here in the state of Wisconsin, or maybe within the sound of my voice looking for parts and such that need to be machined, they can get the job done. Go to Pindell.com, P-I-N-D-E-L.com, Pindell. Dot com. Um, this is uh, AutoCAD says, what's the latest on Giannis and the wrist uh, that he hurt last night? Uh, I, You know what? Don't I didn't hear anything this morning. Ben, did you? I know the other I'm night sorry, he had the knee. He had, no, no, Giannis and the wrist. Oh, it was negative, the x-ray. That's what I thought, but I didn't hear anything else on that. I didn't know if he was asking if, if there was like a time or what have you. But uh, So x-rays were negative, MRI, all that kind of stuff. Uh, boy, he's been banged up. You you watch him watch him go down the other night uh, with a knee issue, and he's had a right leg, a right knee issue earlier this season. So when he went down with that knee, the wrist I was worried about, but I thought, oh, you know, you could probably survive something like that. But man, the knee, uh, if that's going to be something problematic, uh, boy oh boy. So uh, good to see that he uh, first of all didn't sustain any kind of a break or ligament damage in the wrist, and obviously the knee as well. He came back and played with uh, the knee issue the other night when he went down because everybody, you could hear a pin drop in the arena. Oof. Everybody was just deathly silent because, if you know, if you know, Giannis goes down, I mean, so do your hopes for a championship. And uh, then he got up, he got the ovation, went to the bench, and a few minutes later came back out, came back out. So it was, uh, it was like a breath. Uh, you could just breathe a little bit. Whew, the big sigh of relief. So, Bill, Coach Bud uh, said last night after the game that the reports are hopeful. The x-ray is clean. He's got a sprain. We'll see how it feels tomorrow and see how he feels in the next few days. I would assume that it's, you know, <laughs> going to be really sore. He's going to take a little bit of time, miss a few games, and get it back. Uh, a wrist injury that's a sprain, the, those the, those heal pretty quickly. It's not, it's not terrible. Those heal pretty quickly. Um, it depends how much you need to do with your wrist. Um, 
well, uh, you know, if it's your shooting hand, that's one thing. If it's a non-shooting hand, that's another. But the wrist usually heals pretty quick as opposed to a knee issue that takes the brunt of the pounding and the beating. A, a wrist you can tape up and you're okay. You know, you've got some support there. Where a knee, uh, no. So the wrist I'm not too concerned about. As long as it's not broken, there's no ligament damage, I'm fine. And wrists also, um, like, uh, they do that infrared therapy uh, on wrists and ligaments and, and such, and, you know, for, for swelling in a wrist area. And that's much more effective on on a body part that doesn't take the, the pounding, so to speak, of body weight. So a wrist will heal much, much quicker. So, uh, yeah, Chuck says that he better not be playing in the All-Star game. I hope not. I hope not. I, I'd like to see him specifically with the knees, too. I would just rather see Giannis rest. I know that's not what the NBA wants, but I would just rather see him rest. And I'm sure the Bucks would rather see him rest. I know there's this whole issue right now with load management and and teams are you know fans are getting frustrated. Teams are now being called out and you know because because fans are saying, look, you know, we're paying good money to see these guys. And I've always said you're paying to see a game. You're not paying to see a player. But we all know stardom has become such a large attraction that draws money. I mean, if you got a star coming to town, uh, every team knows it. That suddenly that ticket sales go up because people want to see this particular player play. And if they're not there, then fans fans get mad. And it's something that's becoming more and more of an, a, a cry in the NBA because of this, quote, load management that's been started. So um, I don't know what they're going to do about it. I know Charles Barkley's been outspoken. Charles Barkley said, you know, some really harsh words for the players of today, basically saying you guys are, you guys are wimps. You know, they, nothing's really about the game has changed. And Michael and Charles and, you know, you take anybody else for that matter for a long period of time, go to even the back to the days of Dr. J. There was nobody taking nights off, not unless you were hurt. Nobody was taking nights off because of, quote, load management. You, you played through the season. You got through it because you had an entire offseason to rest up. Uh, so they, they, they understood. But there's a lot of criticism right now for the NBA because of load management. 877 uh, 867 you want to find us, do it. Uh, this one's from Daniel over uh, the email inbox, which you can hit us up, vbillmichaels at gmail.com. Daniel says, uh, hey, guys, with all the discussion regarding Aaron Rodgers, let's be honest, if Matt LaFleur doesn't call a better game, things aren't going to get better. Uh, what do you think the relationship is between Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, and what do you think the relationship is between Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love? Would Jordan Love just simply run the offense, and would the offense be called differently with Jordan Love under center? Um, first of all, I think the relationship between all of them are good. I think perceptually, and we've talked about this, it didn't look good for Matt LaFleur this year. It just it just looked like he, you know, now I'll ask like, you know, Mike Clemens and some guys that are actually in there every day, you know, that are at practice every day. And they'll say, no, Matt LaFleur still, you know, for what portions they get to see, Matt LaFleur still, you know, gets in guys. You know, he still, he still directs it and runs it basically like he always has perceptually outside watching games watching the reaction of Rodgers you know you got Matt LaFleur kind of saying something to Rodgers and Rodgers barking back at him and walking past him like he doesn't want to talk to him Um, that perception became kind of the 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 thought that Matt LaFleur has been publicly publicly snipped by all the ass kissing of the quarterback that you've kind of lost yourself along the way that's understandable 
But whether or not, you know, the, the offense would run different from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, it would just because of the knowledge. You know, Jordan Love would have to learn as he goes. You know, learn about certain things like adjustments, like, you know, opting out of something or changing the, the play at the line of scrimmage or what have you. I mean, he, he'll have to learn that as he understands and learns more and more and more about coverages and, and deception, you know, defensive deception and such. So, yeah, it would run differently. Uh, now, as far as being under center or not under center, you want to know why they weren't under center as much and how much the thumb uh, caused that. Because he didn't, they didn't want to take that thumb, that pounding on the thumb and having the ball like snapped up real hard into his hand. How much did it hurt the thumb? So instead they decided to put him in shotgun. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, but I, I, I've said it all along. I said that this has got to be a year that if Rodgers is back, you're all in. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Lux Golf Bays down in Franklin, Wisconsin. Uh, they are open. And a nice weekend this weekend, too. It's going to be in the 40s uh, beginning tomorrow and then Sunday. I think uh, upper 30s into the low 40s on Monday. Because uh, a lot of this snow is supposed to start melting, especially with the sunshine that's being out. But uh, don't let that deter you, man. Go down to the Lux Golf Bays because they have heated bays. Uh, they have the bar right behind you, food bar right behind you. They've got all the televisions there. So if you want to take a few swings, you want to look up, you want to watch some college hoops, you want to watch NASCAR, you want to watch something else, you can do all of that right then and there and still go down and kind of keep your game honed. Don't forget about Lux Golf, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. That's LuxGolfBays.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. I was uh, talking with our buddy Lyle. He uh, is the owner of JL Tire Service this morning. And uh, I was just talking to him just, you know, because every now and then I just try to touch base with everybody. But uh, uh, I had I had called Lyle about some other stuff and uh, he called me back and we were sitting there talking. He said, well, with uh, the, uh, the the NFL season now over. So what's uh, what's the what's you know, what's the must see? And, uh, you know, obviously there's the Genesis, which is taking place this weekend. Uh, and you've got college basketball that is on. You've got some other things that are happening. And then there's NASCAR. And he said, you know what? I think I'm I had bought him a couple of shirts when we were out at Sturgis and he likes shirts without sleeves. He said, I'm going to do the redneck thing. I'm going to do the 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 sleeveless shirt, throw on a ball cap, maybe dump a little gas on my hat <laughs> and sit down and watch NASCAR this weekend. So uh, I just kind of was thinking, you know, what's the must see? Uh, ben, your must see is uh, the Genesis, right? This weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt, that's what I'm dialed in. Right there. Like Wisconsin plays Saturday morning against Rutgers, and I would say it's something yep. that will yep. be watched. I don't right. think I can call it must see. College, uh, college hoops, um, you know, for pretty much, you know, are right there. Uh, I think um, because there's going to be a lot of good college basketball, especially as you start to streak towards the stretch. By the way, for those who were asking yesterday, no. As of right now, I don't have a uh, a Girl Scout cookie uh, salesperson. I think my friend, uh, and Chris, if you're listening, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think his daughter isn't doing that anymore. So 
I I don't I don't I don't have a a local Girl Scout cookie fix, and I think this is the time you start ordering them. Correct, Ben? Correct me if I'm wrong. I have some. Do you really? Oh, there was a stand when I was home last weekend. There was a stand right outside the uh, the super or the store near my house. Really? Okay. See, I gotta I gotta do this. I, I don't know where I can get them. So if you know, let me know because normally at this point in time, uh, with March only a couple of weeks, you know, away. I mean. We're right around the corner from Thin Mint time. And once you start to hear that uh, NCAA basketball music, whew, it's the glass of milk, it's the Thin Mints, the TV's on, uh, and I'm ready to go. And I, I'm looking forward to it because I believe during that period of time, I, I hope, knock on wood, but I hope at that period of time we're going to be redoing the studio. So the TVs will be on here in the studio. We'll be watching the game. Uh, I know Kristen's Bank is doing a big NCAA watch party. So I'm probably going to, oh, on the opening day after we get off the air, probably going to head down to that. But uh, that whole weekend, I think, going to be sitting here with college basketball and just redoing the studio. Uh, I think the painters are coming in. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think the uh, the electronics are kind of, uh, we got the television, the, the TV screen that's going to be behind us. So that's up. But, uh, but, yeah. So Paul says, I ordered Girl Scout cookie three weeks ago. I don't have my Girl Scout cookie fix. I don't, I don't know what's happened. All my salespeople have, have dwindled away, so I got to I got to figure out a new uh, new salesperson. So I got that going on. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Want to find us? Uh, please go ahead and give us a shout. Uh, if you want to hit me on Twitter, do so. Do so. Our buddy Steve says uh, the one thing that is important to remember is that Aaron Jones has publicly stated that he is comfortable with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's apparent to me that he wants to be a Packer, especially with Drew Rosenhaus as an agent. And I'm sure that Rosenhaus could have given, uh, could have gotten him a lot more money somewhere else. But Jones is happy to be a Packer no matter what happens at the quarterback position. It was great to see Tiger finish with three consecutive birdies yesterday. I thought it was hilarious how he trolled JT with uh, the tampon after the mass, the monster drive. I didn't see that. Ben, that did, did you happen. see that? Yep. Yeah. Oh he, my goodness! He outdrove him on ten, and then. Went to shake his hand, but slipped him a tampon. Oh, boy. I didn't see that. Oh, how did I miss that? Oh, uh, dialed re- in yesterday afternoon. I I really wasn't. I gotta, I'm, I'll got i be honest, I wasn't. I had a couple things going on. I was out and about running around uh, during the snowmageddon. So, oh, my God. I. How do we not talk about this? Oh, got more to come. More to come. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers. Did you get your special somebody something, something, something to rock their world? Hopefully you did. If you didn't, you can still, you know, hey, make up for lost time. Go to Kane and Kane Jewelers in West Bend, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That's KaneJewelry.com. They are great people. Stop out and tell Andy and the whole staff we said hello. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.